Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, hope you've been doing absolutely amazing. Welcome back again. Uh, Today, I'm just going to run through the three top tips that I'm going to give you that if you apply to your life, I know most of you are probably either going to be on the treadmill or driving or something like that. But if you have the capacity to take notes on this one, I absolutely would recommend it. <laughs> uh, alrighty, it's my drink bubble in the background. Alrighty, so here's what we're going to go through. Three top tips of making sure that you can feel better, look better with absolutely minimal effort. That's what we're after, right? How do we get the most results for the minimal amount of effort? That's what we want to do because that means we're going to most likely adhere to it, which means we're going to feel a hell of a lot better and we don't have to really think about it that much. Plus when we do it, it automatically makes us feel good very low effort. It's like when you go to play a video game where you just like tick a box and it's like, wake up, tick a box. Fuck yeah, did that. Make bed, tick box. Fuck yeah, did that. Very low effort, big dopamine reward. That's what we're after. So the three tips that we're going to be running through. Eat high protein, which is incredibly easy, whether you're tracking calories or not. If you're vegan, it's a little bit different, but I'm just going to be talking in generalities. Number one, increase your protein. Eat high protein, even if you're not tracking calories. Simple to do. Number two, I suppose this is sort of like a 2A, 2B type of deal, but number two, nighttime routine. Number three, morning routine. And I'm going to run through why these are super easy, how to do them, and just a whole bunch of detail of why I recommend them. So to get us started, number one, eating high protein. The reason that we want to eat high protein, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We have on average 37.2 trillion cells in our body and every single one of them uses a broken down form of protein. Think about that for a second. It's not just for if you're wanting to build muscle, it's are you wanting to feel better? Are you wanting more energy? Are you wanting your muscles to feel better? Yes. Are you wanting stronger nails? Are you wanting better hair? Are you wanting all of these things that require strength in every area? Your hair, your nails, your teeth, your fucking skin, everything. If everything had a stat ability of strength, what would that be for insert body part here? Skin, hair, teeth, nails, that fun stuff. And that can go for muscles as well. It can also just go for you in general, mentally and emotionally. Eating high protein makes you feel fuller for longer. It makes you feel like you are back in control of your nutrition for when you eat higher protein, you feel fuller for longer, you get more energy from it. It leads to less snacking, which means that you're more than likely going to be in a calorie deficit a lot more effortlessly. And by doing all of that and eating the high protein, having that more energy, it's going to make you feel in control for the fact that you go, I have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe a snack here or there. It's no longer, I'm having to chase my tail to find energy, to find food, because I have no idea what I'm doing, because I'm just always hungry and leaving a massive hole within you. So the more protein that we can get in, the better. The number one thing that I would recommend for getting high amounts of protein in Dinner is usually sorted for most people because particularly Australians, we grew up on like the meat and three veg. It's very simple. The biggest hack that I can give you for lunch is just make it dinner from the night before. 
prepare more dinner meals and then just take one as meal prep for lunch. That way you don't have to think about what are you gonna do for lunch. You really only have to think about two meals, breakfast and dinner, and that's about it. Lunch is sorted for you. Reheat it in the microwave at work if you can, or do something to take to put it in the fridge at work. If you don't have a fridge, take an esky. Figure out what it is in your life that you can do. Don't just sit there and be like, oh, well, I don't have a fridge or a microwave. And well, this none, none of this applies to me now. Figure out a way that you can make this work. Doesn't mean come up with a homemade <laughs> invention of uh, foil in a little box and then put it out the side so that you can put it in the sun so that you can cook your sausages. I'm not talking about that at all. <laughs> but everything in terms of what you're going to go through in life is figure outable. You can do it. It's very easy. It's very simple. You just have to be willing to figure out what the answer is. And even if you don't like what the answer is and it seems rather inconvenient, it's going to be a lot better than just fucking guessing and winging your way through life. I can guarantee you that. The So that's lunch. That's dinner. Breakfast. Breakfast is the biggest area where a lot of people feel like that's where they just don't get enough protein because breakfast is either a bowl of cereal or nothing or a coffee or a piece of toast. And if you're getting real fancy with it, maybe an egg on toast because you want to have an egg, you want to have the toast, but you don't want to have too much toast because apparently toast is the devil. I can tell you, even if you do two eggs and two pieces of toast with a light smear of butter, that's going to be pretty damn good for you. We're not looking to have a low calorie breakfast so that we can have more calories at dinner because you're going to snack during the day. What we're looking to do is have a hell of a good breakfast so that it carries us through to lunch so that we can have a hell of a good lunch that carries us through to dinner. That's what we're looking to do. We're looking to be as fueled efficiently as possible. If we can be fueled and have the energy and be ready to go, we're breaking up the day into little bursts and it's not eight hour bursts of like, oh, now I'm sleeping, now I'm at work, now I'm this. Break it up between meals. I have breakfast at 7 a.m. and then I have lunch at 12.30. Cool, what's the difference on that? That is five and a half hours. So then from 12.30 until six, that's five and a half hours. How are you going to be fueled for five and a half hours between each little break or fast or thing, whatever you're doing? For most people, they need a snack between lunch and dinner because that's when they're finishing work, that's when the stress wears off, that's when they start to get tired. As soon as you're not keeping your brain active with going to work or being distracted, the first thing that happens is, oh, I'm not stressed or anxious anymore, I'm going home, it's the end of the day, thank fuck, oh man, oh, I'm actually pretty hungry. That's where most people need their snack. And the thing that I tell people is you get one during the day. If it's a snack during the day, fantastic. If it's dessert late at night, fantastic. If you're trying to lose weight, that is, then try to not have that snack during the day. You get lunch, dinner, oh my God, you get <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack somewhere, snack or dessert. That's what I try to do when I'm trying to lose weight. Whenever I'm trying to be trim, whatever it is. Insert analogy here for looking better or physically more pleasing. That one, that's what we're doing. So those are all the benefits of getting the protein in. And those are also the, cal those are also the benefits of getting decent calories in as well. If you can sort your breakfast, because a lot of people, as I just said, they try to have low calories for breakfast and then that ends up fucking them for later in the day when they get to dinner and they go, wow, I've got 1200 calories left. What can I eat? <laughs> and they wonder why they're so hungry late at night and they don't, they're not really breakfast people because they're essentially, everyone is a breakfast person if you have breakfast. And people that are like, oh no, I don't like having breakfast first thing in the morning. You don't have to have it first thing in the morning. I have my breakfast probably two hours after waking up. I wake up, 
go to the gym, do my workout, come home, and then I have breakfast. It just works out better for me that way because instead of having breakfast as soon as I wake up, then going to the gym on a full stomach and then getting to about 10 a.m. and being like, man, I'm pretty hungry because I ate four hours ago. It's a lot better for me to go do the shit that I need to in the morning while I'm not thinking about breakfast and while I can't be fucked and I'm just on autopilot, letting that shit happen. Then when I get home and I'm already woken up, I'm like, ooh, I could use a post-workout snack and I've got an entire meal of breakfast waiting for me. So then that's an extra 600 calories with 40, 50 grams of protein in it and that's a post-workout meal. And then that carries me, that's usually at about 8, 8.30 in the morning. That usually carries me through to about 12, 12.30 for when I have lunch. And lunch carries me right through until dinner. That's what we're looking for to have quality meals that fuel us for our little blocks of days. The morning part, the middle part, and then we don't really need heaps of fuel for going to bed, but we wanna feel satisfied before going to bed because nobody likes going to bed hungry. That's, it's bad, it's real bad. Drink break. Hey Trav, why don't you just pause the recording when you have a drink break? Because then I wouldn't be able to say drink break. That's why. Um, so yeah, that's getting the high protein in. And that's what we're after. It's going to make you feel awesome. Figure out a way to do that for my non-vegans, for my quote-unquote normies out there. Um, one thing that you can do is the two eggs on toast. That's going to, it's going to be a good place to start. What I'm doing for my breakfast, um, or I used to, I should say. I can't do it now. Um, because <laughs> I've been doing... I'm so pissed about this. I used to do the same thing for breakfast for about five, six years. And it was cereal with a protein shake that was poured into the bowl of cereal. Unfortunately, that was the last thing that I ate before getting gastro. And now I can't eat it, or it makes me feel incredibly sick. So I have to figure out something that uh, hasn't been changed in six years. I have to change that. So, yay me. How fun. Uh, but anyway, I used to do that, and that used to be about 60, 70 grams of protein in the morning because I always had two scoops of a protein shake, make up the protein shake as per normal, and then I would pour it into the bowl of cereal. It used to be Nutrigrain, about 70 grams of protein for, I think, 650 calories. Obviously, if you don't have that much, then just decrease the portion sizes. That's all we need to do, decrease portion sizes. Um, now I'm doing Diva Mins. Hey everyone, just jumping in really quick to let you know that the first two months of the year are typically our busiest in terms of inquiries for one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching and at the rate that we have been going, we are fully expecting to book out by mid-February. If you have ever thought about doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with us, either Laura or myself, now would be the best time to reach out even just to get some feelers and some more information so you know what your program and coaching experience would look like and you can plan for it in the future. Check out our website for more information, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or put the notifications on our Instagram profile for posts so that you don't miss out on any opportunities. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. Um, for those of you that didn't hear that, that was dip um ins, like dip them ins. And I suppose there's international followers on here. And just in case you don't know what that is, that is two, how do I say it? That is two boiled eggs with runny yolks. You cut the top off of them and you have a piece of toast and you dip the toast in the egg. And then when the yolk starts to get solid, you spoon out the entire egg put it on the plate and then you just fucking, you just lap it up with bread. <laughs> it's actually, it's way more delicious than I'm making it sound. But anyway, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, outside of that, during a quote unquote normal day for me, it is oats where I mix in a protein scoop. So not as much because it still makes my tummy a bit weird. But oats, mix in a single protein scoop, 
blueberries, banana, cinnamon. That's what I'm doing at the moment. About 40 grams of protein in that for 500 calories. That carries me through for fucking ever. That can carry me through to about one, two o'clock, depending on how busy I am. But that has been awesome. And then lunch is usually just whatever dinner was the night before. So this is incredibly simple. If you just start with how do I get the most protein in at breakfast? And then how can I cook enough at dinner so that my lunch can be sorted for the day after? You're only thinking about two meals. You only have to prepare two meals and yet you're getting the benefit of three meals per day and you're getting enough protein in. Even if you're not tracking calories or protein, you can straight up say, what is a source of protein? Where is my source of protein at this meal? How do I increase that? Even if you look at your sources of fats in that meal or that serving size, if you can decrease them by roughly 10 grams or roughly a, a thumb, whatever, a thumb, however big your thumb is, take out a thumb worth of fats from your meals, that's probably going to be about three, 400 calories if you are very into the fat macronutrient. If you take out a thumb or even just half a thumb of fats, that's probably going to be enough to see a pretty drastic change in terms of achieving a calorie deficit. Number two, morning? No, nighttime routine. Starting off strong, Travis. (laughs) Nighttime routine. Why is a nighttime routine important? Because sleep is beyond important for figuring out, or I suppose for helping, your hunger and satiety cues. That's what we want. If you are less cranky and less emotional and your hormones have been able to be quote-unquote reset or just balanced for the next day, That's going to be coming from quality sleep. That's what we want. You're going to make better decisions there. And if not, then it's going to come down to brain training, similar to what I've done is when I wake up and I'm incredibly depressed, I have trained my brain. I have to do these things to get out of this and to do this and to feel good. I have to do this. It's just training your brain to be a particular way and to act in a particular way. Even if your brain is telling you not, you have to somehow allow your subconscious to become conscious and make a better decision for you. That's all healthy habit building is. It's just overriding the shit instinct. That's it. It's how simple it could be. (laughs) But for this one, the nighttime routine, most people are on their phones scrolling like all shit and then they go, now I'm tired. Now I can go to bed. And they shut the phone down and then they wonder why it takes them forever to get to sleep. Massive amounts of light coming into their eyeballs, just getting fucking slapped from the screen. And they go, why can't I sleep? It's because you've just told your brain when it went really tired and you got back on your phone, your brain has gone, oh, sweet, it's time for sleep. Oh, no, actually, don't worry about that. There's heaps of light here. We have to stay awake now. And it tries to keep you awake. But you will scroll until you are exhausted to the point of I can't keep my eyes open. And that for you, typically, is going to be your control through the day of I feel like I haven't had a choice to do anything during this day because I've woken up, I've had breakfast, I've done my routine, I went to work, that was shit, I came home, I looked after the kids, I cooked dinner, I did this, and now everything's ready for tomorrow. And the only point that you feel like you have total control over or something that you can actually affect change in that you didn't have to do, but that you wanted to do, was scroll on your phone until you went, okay, I am in control of my tired levels and now I can go to sleep. And that is completely fucking you. Because if you are always tired, you are always making a less desirable decision. If you are always making a less desirable decision, you are never truly going to actually be able to figure out what your potential and capacity is because you're too busy trying to figure out how you're going to get more caffeine in or how you're going to get more sleep on a brain that is operating at 40% capacity because you keep doom scrolling on TikTok. That's why we want to get away from it. I'm fucking grateful that all of you found me on TikTok about... 13, 17% of you found me on Instagram. Fuck yeah, that's what we want. 
and then I tell you to get off TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) The vicious cycle. But we need to figure out what your nighttime routine is because most people are saying, insert everything that I just said, and then, okay, brain, time for sleep right now. And your brain is not primed for it. It's as if you were just waking up in the morning and then as soon as your alarm clock went off, you just fucking rolled out into snow. And then you're expecting to be warm and happy. And why am I so cold? Why am I shivering? Why is this? Because you haven't primed yourself to be able to get into that environment. The same way that you haven't trained your brain or primed your brain to be ready to accept sleep. If we're using that analogy of falling out of bed straight into snow, you need time to prime your body, to be able to put layers on, to be able to... Oh my God. To be able to put layers on, to be able to put your socks on, to put your boots on, to put a beanie on, to put all of that stuff on, it's going to take some time. You need to prime yourself ready for it. And then even then, adjusting to that climate again and again and again and again and again, it's going to take some time. You're not immediately going to what happened to me when I went to go live in Canada. I boarded the plane in Australia on a 36 degree day Celsius. I then arrived in Canada at negative 42 degrees and all I had was a pair of trackies. Not ideal. Not ideal in the slightest. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it to anyone listening. There was a 70 degree swing from the time I got on the plane and got off the plane. It took 17 hours, but that was a 70 degree swing and I had not primed for that. When I came back home after eight months, I think it was, when I came home after that, a 20 degree day, I was like, fuck, it is hot. What are you guys doing to me? And over there, I was in boardies, like just boardies on a negative four degree day. And I, was, I had acclimatized to it pretty damn quickly, which was awesome. Um, but then obviously came back to Australia, acclimatized to that fucking quickly as well. So we're priming the body. We're priming the brain to get ready for sleep. So whatever your nighttime routine is, mine at the moment is go out and either water the garden. I'm trying to be very sparse with it because water usage and then also the money that associates with water usage. Uh, never found that out until I owned my house. So, fun fact for you, that fucking sucks. Um, fun fact for you, as if not, as all of you are just sitting there going like, we fucking know, Travis. <laughs> we know. You're the one playing catch up here, buddy. So, my nighttime routine is trying to spend some time in the garden, either just like re-grounding my feet or watering the garden or doing whatever, coming in and watching the sunset. But uh, this is all brand new, Travis. Brand new spirituality talk, Travis. Spiritual talk, Trav. And trying to just ground myself and calm down a little bit more. I don't really want to be playing video games and then immediately coming to bed. So I'm in the garden trying to do something to relax. And even as I found watching the sunset has been incredibly fucking useful for my mental health of just like, wow, I'm super grateful for this. I'm having more clarity moments this year. I mean, we're 23 days into the year at the time of this recording. And I've had more clarity moments in 23 days than I feel like I had all of last year. And I'm just super grateful for fucking everything that is coming my way, that has come my way, and that's going to come my way. And it is a wild ride. It is a wild journey to be like, holy shit, going from complete homelessness to this, choosing to do this career because it made me happy. And now this career buying a house for me, not outright, because that would be fucking, that would be awesome. But we're not there yet. (laughs) So being able to do those things, it's like, wow, this has gone full circle. Let's see how far we can push this. But during that time, I'm priming myself to be able to even get into that mindset, get into that mind frame. I'm priming myself to be able to do that. Watching the sunset, getting into the garden, chilling the fuck out a little bit. And then from there, coming inside, and then instead of going, well, there's about 45 minutes before I normally go to bed, I might as well play on my phone or do this or do that. 
I'm trying as best I can to get back into reading. And I just finished the Vox Machina series, like the Origin series, Volume 1 and 2. Smash that shit out <laughs> in three days. I don't know how many pages it was, but it was a thick boy with three Cs. And I got through that in about four days. And then I just read Volume 3, and I'm about 20 pages away from finishing Volume 3. But I was really tired, and I was like, man, I want to enjoy this last little bit of the Origins. And then I'll probably just end up buying more books that are awesome from there. But comic books were an awesome introduction to that. But anywho, priming my body and brain to be able to say, hey, Trav, it's okay to go to sleep. Don't worry about it. And my sleep has increased dramatically this year in the 23-odd days. It has increased dramatically by having a nighttime routine, even though it's something that I've been talking about since 2018, 2019. Morning routine is the next one. If you wake up in the morning and you have no idea what you're doing or what your day is going to encompass, majority of you, unless it's like a lazy Sunday or a day that you have actually planned to do nothing, that's the difference. Unintentional nothing versus an unintentional nothing. But I'll come back to that. You need to know what you're doing in the morning. You need to have a purpose when you wake up. You need a reason to get out of bed. If you don't have a reason to get out of bed other than, oh, it's getting late, should probably move, you're probably not a very happy person. You're probably not exactly thrilled with where we are at the moment or wanting to wake up. Because when you wake up, it's like, oh, fuck, what are we doing now? And I know that because I lived that for the longest time. And having a purpose and finding out what am I doing in the morning, that helped me just start that. I didn't know what I was doing in the middle of the day. Obviously, now that I'm grown up, I've got a fucking job and all that fun stuff. So that's pretty planned for me. But starting the day very consistently and doing the same thing. If I have a new client, the first thing that I am trying to do for them in the gym is this is how you warm up. When you come into the gym, you do this, you do this, you do this. That's what I'm doing. I am hammering that warm-up, that activation, that priming. This is what we do when we get ready to go to the gym. When we lift heavy shit, this is what we do to get ready to do that. Because if I can get them in the same headspace of, I have done all of this activation and warm-up and prime and cardio and this and that, I'm making it sound like there's fucking heaps, but it takes about 15 minutes. If I do all of this before lifting, I'm going to feel good. And doing all of the warm-up stuff allows them to feel good because they're moving their body and like, okay, now I'm getting ready for this. You wake up, you either have breakfast or you don't, depending on if you're that type of person and when your session is. You wake up, you go to the gym, you come home, you have breakfast, and then you get your day started with getting ready for work and doing all the other stuff. Ideally, that's what we're after because it's giving you straight up instructions. Step one, step two, step three, step four. You do those four steps, you're going to have a really good day. That's typically how I want people to be feeling about their morning routine. It is the same thing. I wake up, my clothes are laid out, and this is where the nighttime and morning routine go hand in hand. The night before, the nighttime routine, <clears throat> the nighttime routine is making sure that the morning routine is going to be easy as fuck. Nighttime routine. You lay out your clothes the night before. You either prep your breakfast the night before or a smoothie or whatever the fuck you're doing for that. But lay out your clothes. Let's just say pre-workout is already mixed and in the fridge. Uh, overnight oats are already in the fridge as well. All you have to do is just combine something in there or cinnamon or whatever the fuck to make that a meal. Your work clothes are already laid out. So all you have to do in the morning routine is wake up, everything is already done. So you wake up and you don't have to think. This is the thing that I fucking love about it. You don't really have to think in the morning because it's all set out from previous version of you doing it and looking after the future version of you. And all you need to do, wake up, Clothes, your gym clothes are already out. So that's good. You just chuck them on. Pre-workout's already in the fridge. Don't even have to think about, am I going to mix it or dry scoop it or do this or do that? It's already mixed. It's already in the fridge. 
go to the gym, do your warm up. You already know what you're doing with your warm up. That is fucking done and dusted. You've done that for the longest time ever and it puts you in a good state of mind for the gym. You do the gym session, you feel good, you come home, breakfast is already sorted for you. Fantastic, you're having breakfast. You know, And at this point, we're like an hour and a half into the morning. You haven't even had a single fucking thought yet of what do I have to do? You've just lived this 90 minutes on autopilot because it's already been sorted. Imagine if you had the first two hours of your day autopiloted so well that you didn't even have to think about it and you could just wake up, live that life and it'd be so fucking simple that you could just repeat that again and again and again and you either lose weight or body composition changes but you feel better, your mental health is killing it, your your emotional health is killing it, your physical health is improving as well and you're not even fucking thinking while you're doing this. The only person that has to think is previous version of you for about five minutes. Oh, I'm going to wear this for tomorrow at the gym. I'm going to wear this tomorrow at work. The pre-workout is already sorted and the breakfast is already sorted for the morning as well. It takes five minutes the night before and you have two hours. This is fucking exponential gains. You have five minutes of thinking time at night to do the tasks that you need to do for the next morning. The next morning, two hours are already sorted so that you don't have to do a fucking thing other than, oh, I just have to do the things that I said I was going to do last night. No thinking involved. Very little effort. You just have to do the things on autopilot for the rest of your life. And that's it. And you will be a lot happier and healthier, barely even thinking about what you're doing because it's just so natural to you now. And now if you do miss a healthy habit, you're going to feel like crap for doing it two days in a row at least. You're going to feel like crap for not doing a healthy habit because you're so habitual in the healthy habits that you've just reinforced for, let's just say, six months, which is a very short time if you think about it. We're almost two months into the year already. August this year, you could be fucking sorted. Because I know it's going to get to April and you're going to go, man, where did the first half of the year go? You're going to get to August and go, man, Christmas is coming up. Or you could just live right now, make a better decision and start doing shit for you. So that when August comes, you can go, wow, look how much I've achieved in six months, eight months, whatever it is. But those are the three things that I would recommend. High protein, sort your nighttime routine, and then sort your morning routine. If you can just sort those three things, you will look and feel better in every single aspect of your life and you barely have to lift a fucking finger. You're already eating, you're already sleeping, you're already doing something before bed, you're already, you've already got a morning routine, it's probably just a really shit one that you don't even know that you're doing. These are things that you're already doing that can just be improved with very minimal effort. And if you actually apply them to your life and do them, you will save a lot of money on coaching as well. (laughs) That's the beauty of this podcast. We are here to try and save you money so that you don't have to sign up with us, so that you do such a good job in changing your life for the better for free because of the podcast that you go and tell someone else about it, who will then want to do all this stuff one-on-one with us. So... Help your friends out by living a better life and taking all the advice that we can give you through this podcast and be the best version of yourself so that your friend can get one-on-one coaching and you save a fuckload of money. How's that for a good deal? (laughs) Just do that. But in the meantime, do those three steps and I'll talk to you all very soon. I'll see you in the next one.